episode is an interview with Gwen Osborne. Gwen is an entrepreneur, CEO, meditation teacher, podcast host, model, actress, and mother of three talented children. Her successful career in modeling on the runway, in print, and in commercials transitioned into becoming a spokesmodel on the television game show, The Price is Right, where she gained the historical accolade of the longest running woman of color to work on a daytime game show. While playing various roles in movies and TV was originally a great challenge and great achievement, She's most recently began the podcast Tea with Gwen, where Gwen brings diverse stories of how real-life Wonder Women balance their own health, wellness, and beauty journeys. Gwen is also building a company around the brand Lomalik, which is an anti-aging facial oil, and I began using that earlier this year and cannot rave about it enough. During this interview, Gwen shares why she chose to invest her time and energy in the meditation training, which helps her bring a new level of healing, connection, inspiration, and spiritual guidance into the corporate and non-corporate environments where she teaches. Thank you, Gwen, for your outstanding story and presence. We look forward to having you back. Enjoy. Hello. Okay, so welcome. This is Gwen Osborne for everyone. Actually, would you like to share a little bit about how you've gotten into business and and what business you're in? Absolutely. Um, I wish I could say how I've gotten into business. I I think it's businesses. (laughs) And I think it is because I'm an overachiever. And I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've always loved being my own boss. And um, I've learned from a very young age being a model. I was a model for 26 years, runway commercials and television. And I am now an entrepreneur in a different way with owning my own anti-aging skincare oil called Lomalique. That kind of happened just because it's still in the beauty industry. And it's something that comes from my love of being able to take care of myself and wanting to help empower and make other women feel good about themselves too. I've never heard someone refer to it as beautifully as loving to take care of oneself that is my mantra yes love to take care of yourself you've got to like really you can't just say it you gotta really do it oh i do difference right yeah (laughs) i was so hesitant to try that oil because my skin is naturally oily and chaotic and but i just tried it because it was so dry there and whoa (laughs) i haven't put it down I need that piece for me. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, seriously, I I just, I thank you for your generosity with the sharing that. So, okay. Jumping into what questions I have for you is, can you tell me a little bit about how you approach leadership in the world? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, once again, I think I am a, I am a natural born leader. Um, I've been a trailblazer and, you know, recognize that with growing up between England mostly, but also Miami here in America, I had to learn how to be very confident within myself. Being of mixed race, my mother's Jamaican, my father is English and Irish, 
I had to learn how to be comfortable within myself very young. And with that, I went to school in England, a second form school, and we couldn't wear trousers at the time. And it's cold in England. <laughs> so I didn't understand why the girls had to go through so much in order to stay warm and the boys could just put their trousers on. I was like, it's the 1980s, like girls wear trousers and pants. So I'm going to get a piece of paper and I'm gonna have every girl in the school, cause we're all girls here, write down if they would like us to be able to wear trousers. And as long as we fit within the school guidelines of colors and style, we should be good. And so we did. So my fourth year of second form school in England, since then everybody's been able to wear trousers at St. Mark's School in Bath, England. And that was the beginning of crusading and leading people. Absolutely. Yeah. Knowing that it was that there's a way there's a there's a power to your voice and knowing that you can have influence with that. When it comes to who or what has had the biggest impact on your career, is it a who or is it a what? And what is it? I'd say it's a little bit of both. I mean, I had two very strong parents. Um, one was an atheist and one was a Baptist. So therefore, I had to always come somewhere in the middle of them. I, I, I love music. Performing arts is my absolute love. And that's where I come back to any time for my soul to feel great. So music, I would say, you know, there's a lot of musicians. I know Mariah Carey sharing in her lyrics in her very first album. As a teenager, for me, I felt less alone. It allowed me to know that um, being in the middle of, of race and people, that I was still able to empower myself. So, and she's one of the many, and that's just in the music world. But, you know, I've, Tyra Banks has made huge, huge leaps and bounds for business women as a whole coming from the modeling world and showing that you can do anything with your power of beauty. And I've, I've always loved that because she has broken so many barriers because it is a type of discrimination, you know, when people only see you for the way you look and don't want to dive further and they only want to continue with the judgment they've made. She changed that. And I, I, I truly appreciate her for that. And, and I think that that was a huge influence on me. But the what is definitely that I have a resilience. I continue to bounce back off and have a grit to keep going. So here's a question. I'm, I'm guessing that you've been in the situation where people were attracted to your energy and attracted to you. And what you were trying to do is win them over because that's what business is all about, is winning people over and building trust and understanding them. But they really were more focused on the attraction. How do you navigate that? Well, being an, a woman of an older age now, not in my 20s, I know how to use that confidently. I am aware of that now. It's not, it's not as much of a challenge for me anymore. It's something that I know is obviously going to happen. I already know how to deal with that. And honestly, I, I just move straight through it. I move straight through it and I and I don't even I'm not even aware of it. I know the power that I have when I walk in a room, you know, being five foot ten, and then I have an accent. So then I immediately know that people are going to listen to what I'm going to say. So therefore I use it as my power. How did you learn that? I learned that from being an Amazon in Wonder Woman 1984. 
<laughs> I got cast as, as an Amazon and I got cast as that because the director, Patty Jenkins, ended up actually picking me out of a friend's, I'm going to say it was, it was a life celebration of, and so it was a funeral, but it was, we called it a life celebration. And she tapped me on the shoulder from watching me at that funeral and said, you possess a power about you. I want you as one of my Amazons in my next movie. And when I was on the set with all of these other powerful women that she had basically handpicked from all over the world, specifically there's nine of us in the beginning of that movie, if you watch it, I was in awe of all of them, that the reflection of them to myself said, you are not just in awe of them, you are one of them. And you are here to see yourself for who you are. Now you take that with you for the rest of your life. And so that was my moment and I've not turned back since. Well, I was going to ask you this privately afterwards. So thank you so much for feeling comfortable enough to share that because I'm sure there are a lot of women out there who are, are listening and go through this. Absolutely. Absolutely. So going back to what you said, and, and that really started it when you said, I take care of myself and it's one of my favorite things to do. I can relate immediately. And what are some of the most important activities that you do regularly to stay healthy and to take care of yourself? Um, I am a big with movement and meditation. I'm a big, a big advocate of that. And then also eating healthy. I try very hard to stay he as healthy as possible. And when I say that, healthy also means sometimes enjoying the things that aren't necessarily nutrition, nutritiously healthy, right? Because sometimes when you eat things that make you feel happy, that's also healthy for you. <laughs> so I am very aware of, of that. I'm, I'm very mindful of that. So making sure that I'm taking care of myself mentally with the meditation, physically with my workouts and taking care of how I eat is how I stay aware of taking care of myself. And how does that influence your business? Oh, well, being in wellness, it's everything. I want to be as authentic as I can be. I want to be coming from a place that I wouldn't tell somebody to do something that I wouldn't myself or I haven't done myself. Yeah, so I just always want to be authentic. Obviously, there's a lot of greatness about you. What What is a, a weakness that you see that you've either worked on or just accepted and you find other ways to address life with that? Most recently, it's it's vulnerability and asking for help, not always feeling like I have the answer. I've actually gained a lot of knowledge and strength, I feel, from showing more vulnerability. And I, and I do think that that comes with the times as well. I think people are craving genuine, real, emotional moments from people that they can relate to and want to be a part of your journey. And so that's been something that's been hard for me to share because I'm always quiet about my journeys of how I get to where I'm going. And I'm always really good at going, here's what I did. So now being open and, and fearless of, of sharing is, mm. is new to me and it's kind of scary and uncomfortable. I, I thought that I remembered that you said that you were a perfectionist, but maybe what you said was something slightly different than that. Would you, do you relate to the perfectionistic uh, mindset? I do. I do. And I think it's something that I have learned over the years to not be. Yes. Not, Tell me I, about how you like restructured your thought process around that. 
doing meditation has definitely helped me to not be a perfectionist. And I think it's because taking the judgment off of myself, allowing myself to have space to, to make changes and not judge it. So that grace that I'm able to give myself, I'm now able to give to others. And I wasn't able to before. And I realized the pressure with perfectionism I'm putting on myself and others around me, the, the standard of that is too high. The pressure of that is too high. And it's something that can be changed. It doesn't need to be there. And clearly you're innovative. Uh, you're expanding your, your businesses and your brands. And oftentimes perfectionism can get in the way of innovation. So do you, do you have uh, something that you tell yourself so that you can you know, run quickly in your businesses? Yes. Um, I tell myself there are no rules. There are no rules. There are no rules. Be free and be open to change. Right now I'm working with a company who has a culture of pride, which is wonderful. A pride in being successful and being excellent. And at the same time, they are struggling with being innovative because they don't want to fail. However, if we can reposition, what does failure mean? Maybe it means not failing enough. Yeah, because some of the greatest people in our lifetime that we've known have had the greatest failures. And you have to have the greatest failures to have the greatest successes. I, I, I say to myself that, you know, I want things to go according to plan. But also the universe has its own plan. So sometimes you just have to have faith and let whatever the universe has out there for you fall into place. Which is and another thing you know? you're saying, which you have to actually do that. You can't just say it. You have to actually <laughs> take a leap sometimes and just go, it's going to be okay. And I trust that the work I have done up until this point is going to fall into place as well. What is your definition of success? I would say for me, it's a feeling. Um, some days I feel successful and some days I feel like shit. Am I allowed to say that? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and... On those days I'm feeling like shit, it's because the perfectionist is trying to come back. And I have to remind myself, my greatnesses, as an individual, from my own human experiences and how I've handled them. When those days come, I also like to go back to my performing arts and I will sing, or I will act a scene. I will dance something creative to get me back into that great energetic flow. That's my thing. Other people can draw or paint or you know, build or whatever they do. But like, I do feel like whatever you have in you that's different from what you do every day, go to that place that makes your inner self smile and it will bring you back up. Success is that you can continue on with whatever it is your long-term goal is and feel good every day as you're doing it and know how to continue doing it. When I am doing well and it's externally validated, and a lot is going on. It's so exciting. And I'm getting so much external validation. I can start to skip meditations and not work on boosting myself up from the inside, which typically I'm really, really good at. Do you ever find yourself in that pattern? What are your thoughts on that? I wouldn't say that I start skipping stuff. I would just say that I feel happier and I'm like, oh my gosh, why do I feel so good? Oh, it's because I just, you know, I just tested for a show or, you know, something's happened that yes, external validation, but then I'm like, oh, well, that's good. That's so good. But continue to work on how I say to myself, continue to work on feeling that good by yourself, you know, (laughs) because you know, you can. 
yes, that was an external validation of who you actually are and what you've always been doing, but continue to work towards gaining that feeling without the external validation. And was was your first form of doing that for yourself exercise or was it meditation? For me, it was exercise and meditation has only come fairly recently. Yeah, definitely exercising or dancing is yeah it makes me feel really good like the endorphins of working out like my brain loves it like at the end of the workout I feel amazing and I've got all these ideas I've started writing stuff down because it just comes to me uh yeah for sure that's that's it and then meditation I think is what makes you start to feel that sense of a high rather than an immediate sense of gratification like you do from working out yeah. So working out, I'm, I'm really on that one, even when good things are going on. But the meditation is the one where it's really, and breathing exercises and all of those types of things, it's easy for me to skip still. So I'm still a work in progress on that. That's all right. And don't no judgment. And that's yeah. how it is. It's a practice that you will have. And the, the fact that you have the knowledge to be able to do that, the fact that you have the awareness that you're doing that, you're already on the, you know a path that's already successful for you. Which reminds me, uh, so you have learned to teach meditation. What what was the biggest recognition or realization since learning how to teach meditation? And how has that influenced the way you show up in life? I'm still gaining my confidence to teach it. And I love a challenge. So I've been hiking and meditating with people. It's been like every weekend, pretty much now since I got certified two months ago. And that's definitely building my confidence. What I love is the reason what I got into it for is that I'm helping people, that I'm giving people a gift that is free basically for yourself. And you can go and do that whenever you like, and you can then share it, you know, and know that, like you said, it's something you'll always have. You can always go back to. And, you know, for me, when I had COVID the first time and I was, felt like I wasn't going to make it in life. You know, I felt like I was questioning when my last conversations with my children were going to be. I really didn't know. And meditation was what got me through. You know, that was when I realized this is a gift I need to give to others. You know, to know that you can have that type of peace and tranquility in your own mind for your own self. If we're like type A's or perfectionists, you know, that is a form of control, if you'd like to look at it that way, that you can have because I was at a place where I had come to at peace with either if I'm leaving this earth, I'm going to leave peacefully. But if I'm going to stay, I'm here because I'm meant to be here. Mm. You know, and that was in a moment where I could have had an anxiety attack or a panic attack or anything, you know, with the way that I was feeling. But the meditation was a gift I had that I was able to use. Well, that's a big strength. What do you see as being your biggest strength or gift? Um, hmm. I think that I was given a very good personality. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy for that. Like, I, I'm quite personable. I'm very friendly. Like, I, I love meeting people. And I'm so curious, very inquisitive about human beings and how they live life differently and just how the world is. You know, I, I love traveling. I love learning about new cultures. I, I just, I, I'm the inquisitive mind, I think, is is one of my biggest strengths. And how has that benefited your company? And also, what do you enjoy most about running and owning a business? Well, being that I'm half Jamaican and I have this Caribbean 
side to me. I really love sharing that about the world, like that side. A lot of people don't know about the Caribbean. A lot of people don't really like meet people that are actually from there. And I know that that's what makes me feel the most beautiful and being there in the sea and sand and the sunshine. And I feel like that's exactly why I started my Lomalik oil. And, you know, I think that people who are creating any type of company or product, it needs to come from a place that's within them so they can really truly believe in it. So yeah, that's where it connects to me. Mm, It's kind of like falling in love. It's absolutely like falling in love. And when I smell it, like that was also part of it. Like I want the senses to, to feel good. Like you've, that's another thing that we don't really like focus on much. Like the reason why we love certain foods is because of the way they smell, you know, the way they taste and touch and all that. You're going to eat my oil, but you're going to smell it. You're going to feel it, you know, like those things like immediately take you somewhere else. And, and that to me is, that's a big deal for me with my product. Uh, so what are you most grateful for? And and then what about, what are you most proud of? Um, what am I most grateful for? The opportunity to always be able to grow and learn and meet new people, cultures, and travel. What about, what are you most proud of? My integrity, my grit, always having gratitude for the small and large moments in life. Being present. Yeah, I have gratitude for, for the fact that I am now very mindful and being present. And that presence, have you noticed that change how you're running your business? I mean, presence for me, at least, is a constant growing process. Like, Oh, yeah. When, and when I think about operating a business, it involves working with partners and customers and employees. And what would you say are your guiding principles or are they being present? Yes, they are. And being consistent, being reliable, honesty, and great communication. I think honest communication is huge because we can work from there. If we're working around the honesty, then that's what we're doing. We're working around it and we can only do so much with that. And even if we figure it out, it may still not satisfy, right? Because we're not actually dealing with the truth. We have to deal with the actual truth of what's going on. I mean, because there's constant, I think, you know, there's there's constant challenges with a business, constant. But if like, I could ask a quick question, what, what do you mean by great communication, like, or, or honest communication? Like, do you mean people be, you sharing what's really happening and people feeling comfortable sharing their thoughts and, and things like that? Or, or absolutely. what? Absolutely. Um, Being honest about how you work well, when you work well, what makes you happy to work well. If I give you a lunch time from 12 to 1 and you're not hungry until 3 o'clock, well, then you're going to be not working your best when you're hungry and and working your best when I don't need you. So, you know, I need to know (laughs) who you are as a person, honestly, so that we can get the best out of you and that you're working at times when you want to give your best. So that's just an example to me of, of honest communication. And so do you model that for your teams? Absolutely. You know, I'm very honest. I, I don't try to be the idea of a CEO. I don't try to be anything but who I am. Staying very present and in the moment of where I'm at with, with my business, where I'm learning. I, I don't want any uh, expectations that won't be fulfilled uh, that maybe I've helped to create. Um, I want it to be real as to where it's at. So we all know 
what to work with, what what areas we need that we're weak in, that we need strength. You know, who do we need to call? You know, those kinds of things. And when it comes to communication, I always like to ask, what are ways that we can support you? Because you have some awesome products and offerings. What what are some ways that we can uh, support you, Gwen? I mean, I would, I love, I, I just would love to be in more, I guess, just more people's spaces so that they can experience who I am. So they can see what it feels like to meet somebody like me and what I have to offer. And I would like to monetize on, you know, sharing my gifts of, of what I have to overall. I just, I feel like you said, like the energy that I have and the gift of meditation is definitely something that I feel in a lot of businesses that they would benefit from for their employees, especially in this time right now. I think people are grasping. Um, mental health is at an all-time high of, of it needing some more wellness. I think CEOs are really, really having a hard time keeping people employed and for many different reasons, but mental health for sure is number one. And um, I'd love to come in and, and, and help out with that. And, and even if it means 10, 15 minutes, you know, with the employees to help them recognize the strengths they have within themselves that they can use, I'm, I'm here for that. Ooh, well, that sounds like something this year that we can uh, promote within our community and uh, I'll get working on. But thank you so much for joining us. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening.